Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. That is true. Jizz is a fun word. Like, I want to say jizzy Christmas without offending somebody. I agree with that. You know, Dave. Huh? All you needed to do was a, a, a home a home improvement carpenter show, and you just do the whole show topless. Oh, yeah. I uh, was thinking the same thing. I'm still going to wear a sports bra, but mostly topless, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should do that. Call it home improvement, body improvement. No, we're gonna call it chipping nails. <laughs> we could call it fixer upper. Sorry. <laughs> oh and yeah. Just every every everything that you do in carpentry is the most uh, awkward position to show off your body while you're doing it. I should so. do the most erotic home improvement show. Yeah. YouTube has ever seen. You, you nail things in a full like Jean Claude Van Damme split, uh-huh. and like, and I dress up mostly like Ric Flair the entire time. Yeah, and my my character name will be Jiggy Sawdust. <laughs> like, there's no reason to actually do pelvic thrusts while you're doing this, but you're doing them anyway. <laughs> Usually, you don't have to expose so much hamstring when you're doing some planning, but you know, it helps me. So whatever, here you go. <laughs> but I'm not a prude like these losers. Yeah. <laughs> 731 <laughs> Woodworks over there in his fully covered hamstrings and go eat a ball. That's what he can do. I'm going to grab a beer. Do you want one? Yeah. Could you grab me one from the fridge? You know what? I'll go ahead and just kick us right off into high gear. Welcome to quality time, everyone. No, go get that. Yeah, I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, and uh, I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? you talking about i thought i was talking about you but is there someone else on the show today it's me Stephen lang oh man Stephen lang from don't breathe you're here right now yes and i really am blind in real life <laughs> i got it from excessive masturbation over the years i gouged my eyes out for this role <laughs> well that's good thanks Stephen lang oh, do you have any i also I also practice with plenty of women and turkey basters just to get the role as well. Oh, God, no. Why would you do that, Stephen Lang? I felt it was important for my character. Stephen Lang, uh, it is fun to mention that you mentioned Stephen Lang because he's in a he's in a, you know one of my uh, favorite movies of all time that we've never done on the Quality Time podcast, but he's in Tombstone. Oh. You know? He plays my uh, favorite movie is the men who stare at goats. He's the he's the real he's That's the guy that uh, they have to shoot in that one bar. What is his name? Ike Clayton or whatever, because he doesn't want to take off his guns. He's like, you're gonna take off your guns when you come in here, pal. Anyway, and he's also an avatar, but he's one he's one of the evil people that want to destroy. I, the I avatar own Tombstone world. and still haven't seen it yet, even though it is a Bill Paxton film. Have you never seen Tombstone? Really? Correct. What? And I own it. And you own it. Yeah, well, Bill Paxton is great. I think he plays Bat Masterson, and it has Val Kilmer. And probably Val Kilmer's best movie is Tombstone. I'll say that. As far as uh, Well, it's certainly acting. no top secret. That is true. That is true. It is no top secret. And you know what else is not t- top secret is our other co-host, the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you all up? <laughs> Good, Daddy. It's good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to feel your your luscious voice caressing our earlobes once again. How is how's life holding up together? Is everything okay? Tell us all things, Ashley Pontius. Yep, 
everything's all good. You know, Ashley, you could be in Monster Mania today. I'm sorry? You could be at Monster Mania today. I could, but I am poor and unfortunately have multiple responsibilities. It's fun being single because you get to carry the burden of life by yourself. It's great. <laughs> I would be there if I only had money, so I have no I know someone we could shake down. <laughs> wink, wink. I don't know who you're talking about. Anyway, uh, um, that would be you, Eric. Oh, but... me? I just I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I mean, you could, but just listen. I'm also not scared to just move into the woods at one point and become like fucking Robin Williams from the movie uh, Jumanji and just stay in Jumanji. You understand? I'll build a treehouse. I'll fucking wipe my ass with uh, with palm leaves. I'll I do call that. Bullshit. There's no way Eric is surviving without air conditioning. Mm. You'd be surprised the the depths of depravity I'm willing to go. Um, no, that's good. I uh, it's good to have you guys on the show. I uh, this last week. Oh, I'm sorry. We're also joined by my contractor slash former comedian slash man who just opened a beer uh, all over himself like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mr. Dave Edwin. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm well. It was actually I used your sledgehammer to open the beer and it blew up. <laughs> And there's a trail of IPA coming all the way from our newly constructed uh, dwelling that we built for you in your basement. Dave brought me a beer, and uh, there, yes, he's covered as if he just stone colded it all over himself. Well, and uh, it is uh, impressive. You opened it. Why with the sledge? What? Well, first of all, if anyone would like to give me a hell yeah, feel free. <laughs> And uh, uh, it's because I forgot you didn't have twisties. And, oh. of course, I mean the bottle cap, not your nipples. Those are always twisties. But oh, I mean thanks, that man. I just I needed to find some sort of tool to mainly, like, open the beer. And I used a sledgehammer, but I did kind of upside down, and I forgot about gravity. So I'm, I smell like good beer. You smell great. Good beer. Thank you smell you. great. You mm. look great. I'm, you, glad that, I'm glad that you've, you've come here. I've hired Dave to help me build Quality Time Studios down here in the basement here as it is being finished over the, the coming weeks. And uh, very exciting project. Uh, Dave showed me some things. I feel like I showed Dave maybe like one thing for every ten things that he's shown me. And uh, we've really, we've been working this out. No, Dave? It's a good collaboration. I really think we've grown, both grown from this. Yeah. Um, You've, I've, I taught you how to stack wood and cut them simultaneously, and you taught me mm -hmm. how to reflect on my shortcomings and use them as strengths. <laughs> oh, which is good. It is an important thing. Uh, I'm, I'm more of an emotional leader than any type of actual help. but mm -hmm. uh, More no, of a good. minister, if you will. <laughs> minister Woodworth. Yes. That was... Uh, and you time. you handled a snake today, so you're also a snake handler. I did. So, so yeah, I, I uh, my daughters, my sweet my sweet daughters called me outside. They found a four foot black snake, and I tried to wrangle it, and instead it just got in strike position. And I was like, ah, you, you don't like me trying to pick you up with these sticks, do you? And then it uh, proceeded to just go underneath my uh, the the sidewalk to my house, and now it just lives there. And I was like, ah, don't worry, that's a friendly snake. If you don't poke it with sticks, you'll be fine. See, if so. you were devout you would have died yeah that is true mm -hmm. that is true now okay with the stick <laughs> i did do uh I, I i i have bought virtual reality gear guys just to let you know uh, I'll, I'll put this up so you can see this i bought a vr rig and uh i did my first virtual reality comedy show this week yeah uh and it is a weird thing to do virtual reality comedy where you're basically basically just a wee looking avatar uh that walks around and can say hi to people and uh there's this weird delay where you can hear people laugh but you do your punchline and you have to wait like a solid two or three seconds to hear that laughter and it feels like an eternity because the whole time you hear no laughter you're like Is this happening? And then you hear laughter. You're like, oh, nice, sweet. And uh, I <laughs> spent most of my time because I guess whenever you orient yourself with the VR on, like if you're standing, your standing height will be your standing height and your sitting height will be your sitting height. Well, Brian Preston oriented himself standing up and then immediately sat down for the rest of the time. So he looked like a little short guy. 
everywhere we went, and I couldn't stop like ramming into his face like with my avatar over and over again. And it's very funny because Tommy's like, "You're gonna mess up your chances for the virtual comedy world." I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm just going to fuck Brian's virtual mouth right now. Can you let it slide and stop being such a prude right now?" <laughs> and uh, that was that was fun. Uh, no, but it was a it was a good time. Uh, the guy sent me the video of it, which is fun because he like records it from these little virtual drones and stuff like that. So it was very it was a very cool, fun experience. I suggest it to anybody. Uh, Alt Space VR. Even if you don't have the VR gear, you can go hop in there and watch some uh, comedy shows like uh, seven days a week, pretty much. They have like the open mm. mic and shit like that, and it's like not bad comics. Like they're good comedians that are up there uh, pretty consistently. So. All that and a bag Honestly, of chips. Eric, I could have saved you like $400 and just taught you how to disassociate. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I, all right. Well, that's why I need you, Ash. All right. That's that's why we need you on the show. And we need those things. God. Even Tron has open mics now. <laughs> um, Jeremy. Can I, introduce, can I introduce my song? Yeah, I was going to ask about this. Now, Jeremy sent me an email this week an electronic mail uh, that said, uh, and then you immediately texted me after I got this email. He's like, hey, don't open that song. Can you just play it for everybody on the show and don't listen to it beforehand, which I abided by those rules, and I did not listen to it um, first. So what is this song about? What are our listeners about to hear? What is Ashley going to unfriend us for? Well, I, I like I like the shock on your faces when you guys hear the N word so many times. <laughs> okay. So I prefer the the raw the raw um you know um, expressions, especially you know almost almost kind of like Dick Halloran in The Shining as he's just like seeing like um you know Jack going to the bathroom with a naked chick, but uh. Yeah, this is uh this is my second song so far from my middle age album, which is all middle age rock. Okay, middle age rock album. Jeremy I think I've already explained it to you guys, but I have been working on it. Oh, this is a Jeremy and, original. Yeah, this is Jeremy oh, okay. Ridge. Yeah, but the the first one I did was uh Gotta Have It, and that's about uh refinancing your your house. Okay, so this is this. What is this song called? Would, would this you is a song. Uh, I I I I masked it so you wouldn't really figure it out. It's called a um a a a proud uh, a place to be proud of. A place to be proud of. Okay, so without further ado, and I, ado, hate, and I to, to kind of give it away is that it's kind of better that Dave Edwin is there with you. Okay, all right. Well, here we go. Without further ado, here is a place to be proud. Jeremy Woodworth original world premiere.
Jeremy, wow. Look at that. Oh, I, my God. Nothing. Your music has never spoke to me more. I have <laughs> never been so touched. God damn. Appetite for construction. I love it. <laughs> Appetite for construction. That was that was solid. Well, thank you. This whole you. album is dedicated to middle-age rock. <laughs> middle-age rock. That was good, Jeremy. I love the solo on there. You really took your time and did that. Very on brand. I, I like I like the chorus. No, it's very good. You did a great job. <clears throat> that was good. Um, I've, I've yet I've been impressed, but yet to be proud of you. And now I am proud of you. <laughs> uh, well, the song talks about messing up and needing to call in a professional. So <laughs> I love that. I love that too, Jeremy. It's like ah, eh, we don't need a therapist, but let's get a subcontractor. <laughs> Like the other, the other, the other best part of the song is uh, not having to pee outside anymore. That's so. a good one. Yeah, that is nice. That really got me, got Jeremy. Me. That was a hot button issue of Jeremy having every time we did quality time here, he would piss out the back door, and uh, my wife found out about the pee place, and he, she was not happy about it. So I'm glad that we now you can piss like a regular human being in a toilet, which is good. Not having to travel the extra fifty feet to actually go to a, a toilet. Jeremy, how are speaking of uh, uh, your horrible skin deformities? Um, there, uh, how how have you been since your full shedding that you've had from your COVID recovery? Are you fully recovered now? Are you fresh like a baby's skin now? Uh, I hate to say, I, I I really wish that my skin wasn't as as uh, uh, tender as it was. Just stepping in on the mat in the shower is kind of painful, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've actually had to really play a lot more guitar just to get my my callus up again Mm, uh more than more than that is uh i've been uh tanning outside and i've tanned equally if not more than i did when i had covid as as opposed to covid burning like a freaking uh uh in uh uh, (laughs) burning as red as an apple versus now i've been burning and and barely barely uh making a difference so very nice. All right. Well, I... so it didn't shut off in one big piece like a snake that you got like rub against a tree. Yeah. Do you? I. I. The way I looked at one point, I saw Jeremy sent me a picture, uh, which we talked about on a past episode, where his entire palm had peeled and he was flapping it around. And I said, "This is what is the sound of one hand clapping?" <laughs> and I wondered, like, I. I hypothesized that Jeremy just at one time peeled his entire flesh off at one time and just left this kind of clear-looking version of Jeremy, <laughs> yeah, I this just, yellowy... <laughs> I just envision Ice Cube picking up this flaky skin shit like <laughs> yes. Jeremy. They got snakes out here this big? No, that's Jeremy. <laughs> no, literally literally, my my entire hand had burnt so bad that it felt like it, was, it had been encased in Elmer's glue, and I was literally chop, cutting off as big a slices as I, I could just so I could actually operate i couldn't even work my phone Ugh. oh man gosh oh man um ashley how are you doing how is how have your you have any fun uh, uh uh stories or an honest ash or anything about the comedy world you'd like to share with our listeners uh, from recent i hosted the new uh talent competition at mcgooby's on wednesday and no women showed up, <laughs> which is, you know, great. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I had some really great stuff. Tom, Tom Nutty came in second place. I I thought he did great. I was very proud of him. He didn't eat a dick this time. Very happy to see him. <laughs> Tom see him Nutty eating dicks. I love Tom Nutty. He is he is he, a kind man. He's he's a total sweetie. A bunch of people. <laughs> found him after the show and at first i thought he was being beat up and i'm like oh no the white guy won and they're all pissed off but actually they're just like why didn't the working man win and that's what this entire group of people kept calling tom nutty is the working man oh so that was that was great 
Um, but anyways, there there was a person that competed who sorry, it's loud out here, uh, who messaged me a few weeks back, has never met me, did not know I was hosting the show, and asked me if I could get in uh, like a headlining gig or something at McGooby's because he is, quote, a powerhouse on stage. All right, nice. <laughs> like, I've never met you. I'm oh, sure you're energy. not. I like it. So he then asks me. He's the mitochondria he's... of uh, <laughs> the mitochondria of com- yeah. of comedy. <laughs> yeah. So he he then asks me again. Remember, does not know me. Then tells me he's doing the new talent competition. I'm like, mm, okay. And he asks if I would come as one of his bringers. Hell like, yeah! Oh my yeah, god, those powerhouses needing their bringers. <laughs> Right, like I was powerhouse on so stage. Can you bring your folks with you? <laughs> so he's coming from New York, so he's not from around here. And I'm like, this is the dumb. Okay, great. So I meet him. He either truly didn't remember, or he's a giant piece of shit, and was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, what's your name?" And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Can I already tell you're losing? But enjoy, have fun." Um, <laughs> so. He's just kind of a pompous asshole. He's trying to get into Andrew's office and stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, how can I help you? And he goes, do you work here? And I go, no, I'm the host and the judge uh, this evening. How can I help you? <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't do that. So this motherfucker is, I think, from El Salvador originally. Gross. And oh, okay. he keeps pestering me and goes, um, when you bring me up, can you make sure you know how to, like, roll your R's? And I, <laughs> and I go, oh, you mean I'm a Will. Scottish comedian. <laughs> like, oh, you mean Will Romero? He's like, oh my god, you can do it. Good for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that because that's retarded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I and he and he lost. <laughs> hey, do you think he finishes? He's like. This bitch, it's if he she had rolled her R's when she introduced me, I wouldn't have had I would have had the confidence to, to perform better. Well, you know what makes me laugh is when I brought him up a second time for like the end of the show, I accidentally rolled on on the wrong part at the beginning of the last name. It's actually in the middle. And then after I did it, I went, Oh, I did it the wrong part, but who gives a shit? <laughs> I just kept Hell rolling. Yes. Like, Hell yeah, Queen. Go the fuck yeah, off. Fuck fucking hate it and then uh no i had a, a great great bunch of shows the last week um i had a, a guy come up to me last night at my sold out show and he goes i just want to tell you that i love when women are just filthy and disgusting mm-hmm. and i was like wow thank you so much you should see me fart <laughs> and he just kind of was like no i don't like that and, I'm like, yeah, and you handed him the card to your only fans and then the, <laughs> you had one new subscriber no only <laughs> Only farts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only farts sounds it's like such a fun, fun, hysterical, yeah. and the worst erotic page you can go to. I like, subscribe to that because I just want to see funny farts. I'm not going to lie. I would. Fartster. Hey, listen. Fart book. Fart, fart porn is some of the funniest porn I've ever seen. They're like, mm, you smell that? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't, actually. But That's my poo. But clearly you've made this for somebody who's very much into this. So that I, I, that I, the idea of somebody getting off to farts is very, very funny to me. Yeah, uh-huh. so gross to me. Um, I have an honest ash, I guess, and then we can wrap it up for Okay, there. let's go. Here's a little bit of honest I think Rob Beaver gets off on farts. Oh, and it's about that time again for another segment of Honest Ash. And here's Ashley Pontius. Mm, Hello, listeners. So whenever I connect my butt acne, I call it astrology. This has been Honest Ash. (laughs) Oh, and join us next week as we connect the dots to make a full Bella Lugosi portrait on Ashley's Ash here on Honest Ass. There you go. I got all the words in there that were necessary. Anyway, gosh, oh, that was good. I like yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Jim and, Jim and Brown Eye. I got nothing. I can't think of any. You tried. I tried. You tried, yeah. Dave. You tried. I don't know my signs. I know. Signs. Who? 
Who knows? What was it? I know. Are... I got to tell you, men on this podcast are terrible at taking signs. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get you. <laughs> we saw this. Um, you ever seen? There's this one comedian who uh, was. I think it's Chris Rock who has that one bit, and he was just like, "Here's uh, I got a horoscope that's good for everybody. If you're a Gemini, guess what? You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you're Sagittarius, also gonna die <laughs> uh let's get into tonight's movie uh i i picked this one out this is an eric woodworth pick which i'm very excited about um 2016's don't breathe which uh you know uh i really enjoy uh you guys wanted to do um it follows and we will do it follows one day but i kind of wanted to do this little ditty because uh i thought this was uh i thought it's just a great movie from beginning to end it's actually uh directed by uh fide alvarez who uh also uh wrote the adaptation of the 2013 version of evil dead uh so this was like his big uh his big coming out party as a director interesting And he and he cast the same girl in the lead too. That is true. Same lead from Evil Dead twenty thirteen. So, um, no, I like it. I I always like horror movies that ha- have just a very simple story that uh, takes you through uh, horror suspense. And uh, this one's beautiful. It's about a blind guy that uh, is a total monster that will rip you apart. And uh, I I I just it really spoke to me as a uh, general. I like that uh, it, it's. It reminds me a lot of um, the people under the stairs. Does it? I don't. I can't explain it because it, it's about a guy who breaks into a place that realizes he's in over his head. Uh, now, now I tend to disagree. There is he a total monster? No, I mean he has he has some valid. So the reason he does things, you're like, okay, I understand why he's doing it. But yes, he is a monster. You can't just be turkey basting uh, uh, women who killed your children. Uh, you get you just can't do that in 2016. Well, he's not a rapist. That is, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure it still counts as right. But I mean, again, man, guys love to just have an excuse for everything. Am I right? I did not rape her. I used a turkey baster. Hey, I learned it from our president uh, who said he used a cigar and uh, said it wasn't sexual contact. Anyway, um, this movie uh, starts out. I, I really enjoy the. Uh, uh, it just starts out with him dragging the uh, the lead character through the streets of Detroit. Uh, That's scary enough as it is. Yeah, uh, Jane Levy plays Rocky in this movie. She's also the lead in the Evil Dead 2013. Uh, she's just getting dragged caveman style down the center of a Detroit road, and uh, nobody noticed. They flashback. Is, is she related to Eugene Levy? Yes, I maybe. Who knows? I'm not really sure, but sure, but she's certainly the best in show here. Uh, ah, I see what there, you did there. You, there, there you yeah. go. And, uh, I made a best in show reference. Mm. Great, great movie. Uh, but uh, they're uh, they have a little gang of low level thieves uh, with uh, their buddy Money, uh, their friend Alex, and Rocky who uh, break into houses and do all types of stuff. It shows how they work because, I guess, uh, Alex's dad works for some type of security company, so he has access codes and stuff like that to be able to get in effectively and shake people down. But they finally find their big score uh, in a man who lives in an abandoned part of town, and uh, he's got some big cheese under his belt. this guy's daughter. Jesus. Daughter dies, and this preppy, rich-ass family pays him off. Gives him a big ass sediment. Sediment. Blow me your honor. All right? This guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! I mean, if I deliver. Whoa. 300k so they they want to break into his house and steal his money luckily alex goes and googles and finds out that he is a gulf war veteran uh who uh reached a six-figure settlement and um uh the neighborhood that he lives in is uh super empty it literally looks like robocop's worst nightmare uh he is the only person that's left living in this derelict part of town uh 
the gang gets there, and after drugging the dog, which is a giant Rottweiler with a piece of meat and a Xanax slipped in it, they uh, they fail finding a way through the front door or the side door, uh, but then Alex finally climbs through a window on the second floor. Uh, but uh, on floor two, you get to start you start to see the creepy fruits that are uh, growing within this fucking macabre household we get to see that there's a gun hidden under the bed uh that this blind guy falls asleep to videos of his dead kid every night that he's watching um money finally comes up on the second floor and uses some type of aquafina slash like uh a dry ice concoction that's supposed to gas that guy to sleep and comes back down as they're trying to break into the basement which seems to be heavily padlocked and they where they assume where most of the money is now as they're making all this noise downstairs and trying to break into the basement the blind man awakes, and it is... Oh, who's there? Oh, God. As they all stand in that room, awkward and quietly, and uh, trying not to make a peep. In fact, not breathing. And uh, Money tries to intimidate him, but he fucking crit fails and rolls a one, and uh, he's able to grab Money's gun and blows his fucking brains out in front of the rest of the group. And I do like how he gets, like, his... You know, like, a... It's a very realistic, like, shooting yourself through the neck because it, like, slow-mos and shows his whole cheek blowout and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty wild, pretty cool effect. Probably CGI, but it was, like, a nice, subtle CGI effect where it wasn't, like, in your face. It was just, like, boom, like, real quick. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked that. Um, I watched the scene over and over again while I masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, Jeremy. As you do. Now, uh... He just masturbates to repetition. It's not, like, that specific. He just watches anything over and over again. That's what gets him off. (laughs) That and the little mermaid. So, Alex (laughs) wanted to leave while this was all happening, but after he hears the gunshot, he returns back into the house as the blind guy starts securing the house and nailing the windows shut. And, uh, while, uh... While Sweet Rocky is hiding in the closet, he comes to go check his hidden safe that's in there, and she gets to see what the code is. Uh, oh, she gets. To... Yeah, look at that. So she finds out what the code is, so that now she could have access to the money. Um, she ends up stealing the money, and they decide that maybe they should leave through the basement. That might be the best shot. They saw that earlier. It was like one of those basement doors, like in the movie Twister, that like comes up like in ground level like this. I only know it from the movie Twister or Frailty, <laughs> which are both Bill Paxton classics. Uh, the only time you've seen a cellar is in film. Yes, yes. So, uh, no, my grandfather, Grandpa Reber, he had a cellar like that as well, but I felt like these were more accessible references for everyone. It's where he kept Jeremy bodies yeah hell yeah uh so the most, the most uh um uh oh my throat oh my gosh uh <laughs> the, mo- <laughs> the most awkward of doors to ever put on your house so <laughs> is, is it all right good thanks for adding that um, like socially awkward it just weird so uh they head to the basement of horrors meanwhile uh he uh he finds uh that there's shoes upstairs so there's other people within the house because they i failed to mention that they take off their shoes when they enter so they can be more quiet as he uh as he starts cleaning up money uh the the now dead robber uh downstairs though they find this guy's fucking sex dungeon where he has a girl tied up uh she pleads through her mask and gag to free her as uh she hands rocky a newspaper article and uh quickly they find out this information she's the one who killed his daughter And, uh, you know, even though she killed her daughter, it's not rape. It's not right for you to be fucking brutally raped in a basement. So Rocky goes and frees her uh, as they're making their way to the cellar door to exit. Uh, they uh, uh, they rush for that. But just as they finally are able to open said door, uh, the blind man is waiting for him. Oh, God. 
God, and he starts shooting wildly. One gra- grazes a- Alex's face, but the other bullet hits uh, the captive girl right in the chest as she falls to the ground, dying in agony. And Actually, if I'm not mistaken, she got shot in the face, too. Because her mouth is bound and gagged. You oh, yeah, yeah. A, a wound go through her. So they're obsessed with getting shot in the face, which I kind of loved. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good shot to the face? Am I right? Uh, I mean, at least unlike uh, Steve Buscemi, she actually had that cover over her face so she wouldn't have blood everywhere. That is true. shot in the face! I got shot in the and face! This movie Fargo. could have used a wood chipper. Yeah, they could have used that. Oh, Fargo, I get it. So uh, uh, the the blind man finally walks down to find out that he shot his uh, his chained up sex slave, uh, and he's not happy about that. No! 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 You know how hard it is for a blind man to get a sex slave down here in this abandoned derelict town. God, no! Um, Can I just throw throw this thought out there? You know, you could just take a hundred thousand of the three hundred, and I don't know, just pay a legal surrogate. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, but a little less messy. Then that legal surrogate would have to murder his living child over again because that's what he wants. He wants revenge babies. That's what he's. That's what his thing is. Yeah, it's the girl that actually killed her daughter. So no, no, I. I I know how it works. I was just trying to take a rape out of the equation. And also, you keep calling her a sex slave when really she's just a surrogate against her will. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 that's. I'm sure that's the nomenclature that Ashley wanted to use for it. <laughs> it's a great day to be alive. Oh, man. Let's just go with surrogate slave. Surrogates. Yeah. Why don't we call them Irish indentured servants? That's uh, that's go. probably a better. You know, because, you know, the Irish were slaves, too. (laughs) Reluctant Uh, participants. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Alex then says that uh, they have the keys that they can probably get out upstairs, but uh, the blind guy cuts the lights downstairs, so they're all playing on an even playing field. And it is this kind of fucking nice, tense uh, couple of minutes there where they're walking around blind downstairs a la a silence of the lambs where they're just like i don't know where anything is this is really scary uh eventually alex gets grabbed through a stack of shelves and uh he uses his feet to push the stack over on top of the blind guy as he's just shooting wildly in the basement uh they're eventually able to escape back to upstairs where they find the angry Rottweiler, who's now back awake from that Xanax. Apparently, he can take them down like Pez, and 30 minutes means nothing to that giant dog. He's back and ready to take some chunks out of some home intruders. Now, Rocky is, meanwhile, struggling with the doors, to uh, the, the locks on the doors to try to open it, uh, but the dog chases them, and they're forced into a room on the second floor where they barricade themselves in. Alex wants to alert the cops and just tell them that, uh, that, that this, this, but uh, Rocky points out that, you know, if we call the cops, we can't steal this guy's $300,000 that are strapped to my back, and we've come too far. So Rocky escapes through an air vent, and the dog follows afterward. But uh, unfortunately, Alex comes in, and he gets fucking blasted out of the second-story window, avoiding bullets, and then is like, finds himself on a sky window that's slowly cracking. Uh, uh, that leads to the first floor. And uh, it is a very tense moment as that slowly cracks and you think he's about to get off and then he fucking takes a full Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, backplant uh, through another story to the ground below. Um, meanwhile, the dog follows her through the air ducts. Alex gets uh, gunshotted through that window as the blind guy just comes down and takes a pop down there and uh, shatters the rest of the window. Uh she- putting his body down to the first floor and stuck back within the house. Uh, The blind man finally uh, tracks him down whilst he's trying to hold his breath, but uh, an epic battle incurs between the two of them in the laundry room that ends with Alex uh, apparently getting stabbed by a pair of hedge clippers, at least so the viewer is led to believe. Now, uh, while that's all happening, Alex finds... uh, 
Alex finds her way out. She finally kicks open a grate through the uh, air ducting, and uh, just as she's about to go, she gets yoked out by the blind man who then drags her down to the basement as she is now the new replacement for the girl that uh, has now been murdered. And we get to hear this little piece of audio right I, I understand you. She killed your daughter. I wanted her to pay. I understand that. I won't tell anyone. You understand nothing. Only a parent can know the bond between a father and his child. She should have gone to prison, but rich girls don't go to jail. None of this is going to bring your daughter back. That's not really true. Cindy took my child away from me. I thought it's only fair. She gave me a new one. She was pregnant with my baby. You killed them both. Well, they would be alive if you hadn't broken into my home. I will say he knows how to make a really comfortable sex dungeon. You have um, to be held accountable. He does cover he does cover the walls with uh, with lots of uh, couch cushions, which is uh, I'm sure for sound dampening purposes and you know the attempted suicides that probably happen over and over again. Uh, but he uh, it, it looks uh, listen as as filthy as it is, uh, it does look like a nice place to sleep. I'll just say. I was actually going to ask you, um, Eric, when are you guys having yours installed? <laughs> That's what me and Dave are working on. <laughs> the inflation right now with wall pillows and sex dungeon sound dampening is insane right now due to COVID. So we've been shopping around. Home Depot, it's like not even a thing. We can find some contractor prices somewhere at uh, Sex R Us but, or uh, Rape Town. But... <laughs> I know right, it's I know. rude to ask, but which one of you is the turkey? Which one of you is the baster? <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm baster. Um, but, you know, we take turns. We're, we're you know, compatible mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, think he, I think he definitely cared about her, uh, her mental state by adding all the nice uh, green flora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so uh, upstairs also, while this is happening. Also, you must say that. She had it much better than Dabney Coleman did in Nine to Five. Uh, I have never, I haven't seen uh, Nine to Five in a long time. But is that uh, is that rapey? Yeah, that's where they they tie him up and make him their sex slave. Oh and yeah, they, yeah, they take turns on him all the time. That's pretty much what the whole plot of Nine to Five was. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a sick movie about sick women, and then. Finally, Dabney Coleman escapes and he wins the movie. So, what uh, happened to Dabney Coleman? Is he still around? Uh, yeah, I think so. After uh, what was it, Boardwalk Empire? He's only like ninety-five or something. Oh, was he oh, in God. that? Oh, I just remember Drexel's class. So uh, upstairs, though, Alex uh, is is apparently alive because he was getting stabbed by a blind blind man who just actually stabbed some bags in the corner. Uh, so he goes and grabs a hammer uh, to go rescue Sweet Rocky downstairs. Uh, but he runs into a dog, and uh, meanwhile, the uh, the blind dude liquefies the uh, the dead body in the process. Apparently, he just has an oil reserve downstairs where he can just pour black liquid or something and. And, uh, and liquefy a body. I didn't it's really. It's probably going to make her like a bog woman. Yeah, like something like that. And uh, Alex uh, finally opens the front door to leave, but he can't leave his sweet uh, Rocky behind. But downstairs, things are escalating really fast, and uh, we hear this. Please, as, God. 
as he, uh, I guess it's important to mention, he's now prepared a turkey baster filled with his own semen uh, because he's not a rapist, okay? He's, uh, he, he pulls a, a, a good old swig of jizz up in a turkey baster where he's about to uh, uh, shove it inside of Sweet Rocky, who's now suspended off of the ground uh, through a, a pulley system and uh, has uh, slit her underbottoms off. And uh, it is not, it's not a good spot for her to be in as he says this God there's no God it's a joke it's a bad joke you tell me what God would allow this what are you doing I promised I would set her free just as soon as she gave me a child She's gone, but I'm done waiting. No, no, no. You can't do this to me. There's nothing a man cannot do once he accepts the fact that there is no God. No! But luckily, just as that's about to happen, Alex comes in at the nick of time and fucking beams him in the head with a fucking hammer and frees Sweet Rocky as they're back on the run again. And this is a movie trope that really bothers me about somebody who's doing something really horrible. And it's something that my dad, it always bothered my dad. It was just like, you just knocked the bad guy down. Now hit him 10 more times in the head with the hammer until he doesn't have a head anymore. Mm -hmm. And the movie is over. You don't have to worry about the blood man who's trying to murder you and and fucking turn you into thanksgiving baby dinner you know what i mean like it's just that's why that's why cory feldman at the end of uh friday the 13th 4 is the ultimate good guy that is true because he fucking stabs up jason a million times just goes die die what, what is what is his character's name that he go, is in two more movies? Uh, that would be Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. He's in and three. I have met, and I have met the Tommy Jarvis who was the uh, the one from Return of the Living Dead. So, well, Tommy Jarvis is a recurring character in the Nightmare. I'm sorry, in the Friday the Thirteenth series. Uh, he's a little kid in part four. Uh, and uh, he returns as a different character in part five. A different actor? A different actor in part five, and then he shows up as another different actor in part six. I didn't know there were any repeat characters other than Jason. Yeah, no. Night Before Christmas, that's what I meant to say. Yes, I'd love to see Jason Voorhees in A Nightmare Before Christmas. That would be, that's the mashup we've all been waiting for. Tim Burton would just make it even worse. This is Crystal Lake, this is Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake, this is Crystal Lake going to stab a teenager who's having sex in my son? I'm on. Um, Danny Elfman could score that, I think. He could score that. And, and of course, the, uh, the character from the video game is the same from part six. Yes, that is true. That is true. So, uh, he, uh, uh, he not only saves Alex, they also shove the cum blaster into his mouth, which I think is very, very funny as they like boom and ten like give out him, of ten. <laughs> taste it, taste it yourself, pal. As he's like, no, not my own cum, my only weakness. No. <laughs> did any, did anybody notice that it, as, as soon as that happened, his voice was like exactly like Rod Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. It became said on instantly this show. Uh, more more like a singing voice. Sweet old Rocky, I think I've got some jizz for you. All, all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, when he, all of a sudden when he talks to him, he's like, "Oh, I'm glad you did that for me. Now I'm so much better. My voice is perfectly clear now. I I I I've been I've been using I've been using Ricola lozenges this whole time, and all I needed was just a shot of myself in my own mouth. Magicals, here I come. It's unfortunate that he didn't realize the milky substance could fix his milky eyes. Oh, oh yeah. So. uh... 
she says uh, that he'll rot in prison for this, and Alex makes it real as he goes and calls the cops. Uh, but the, he's like, you know what? Their blood is all over the house. They have a ton of money. Um, it's either the money or the cops, and uh, they head for the door. Alex, though, gets shot because the guy gets back up after he takes out that jizz and uh, shoots Alex as they're trying to escape. Rocky runs for her life out the front door, but the dog chases behind in a classic Ferris Bueller-style uh, <laughs> chase scene uh, that finally ends at her uh, 1970s Camaro, which she locks herself in. But uh, the dog, the money is outside of the car, so she has to get that. And through some weird way, she like opens the trunk of it and gets the dog in there. And the dog is now chewing its way through the back seat. She's able to finally uh, uh, tether the dog and uh, chain it up within the car, grab the money, but it's been too late by the time she's done all this, and the blind man has yoked her up, and we're back at the opening scene of the movie where she's getting dragged through the streets of Detroit. Now, uh, Alex, uh, when she gets there, uh, gets dragged to the house, but she sells the remote control to sound the alarm for the uh, security system, which she does. Um, then she gets up and beats him with a fucking crowbar. He, uh, he falls down the steps eventually, but now the cops are coming, and uh, Rocky is able to make her escape. And uh, as the cops show up, we get to hear this news report the following day. Last night, two burglars broke into his home and attempted to rob and brutally attack him. This visually impaired man was able to defend himself, shooting and killing both his attackers on the spot. Now, the man did sustain some injuries, but doctors say he is in stable condition. He'll be released from the hospital soon and able to return to his home. No goods were reported stolen by the victim. I'm Dana Clark, WADL News. So... The blind man is still free. Setting up a sequel, which I believe "Don't Breathe" two comes out this does, year. Am I wrong? Does Does this deserve a fake news joke or a Fox News joke? Oh, I don't know. I think it's real news <laughs> that a blind man. I like that it's it's turned into the rat race now, where he's going to go travel the world and find Rocky and her uh, her sister that she's with, uh, her child sister, and uh, make a child with her through turkey basting means. Uh, that's got to be a, a, a scary moment to have this weird blind rapist on your ass the, for the rest of your life, and uh, sets up a fun world for the sequel and brings us to an end of Don't Breathe. Ashley, so, I'm sorry, we'll start with Jeremy. Jeremy, what are your final thoughts on so, Don't Breathe? So the sequel to Don't Breathe 2 is pretty much exactly like uh, it follows, except the time it takes for the guy to find you with the turkey baker while he's just walking around aimlessly blind. So The funny part is that they don't talk about is that uh, – I don't know if it's funny, but it's bad. But, like, we see how bad he is and blind is, like, how many times he used the turkey baster and just missed every time. Like, he's just been doing it day after day and it's just been up, up, didn't miss again and went in your ear hole. Because he stabbed a bag and thought it was a human being earlier. So he's literally (laughs) the Mr. Magoo of murder. And uh, I just don't, I don't understand it. But My other biggest regret is that they didn't (laughs) cast Ben Affleck. As what? As who? As Rocky. as the old man, yeah. since he's kind of like Daredevil. Ah, okay. Oh, I, I, I see what you he did, there. did Daredevil. Uh, Ashley, your final thoughts on "Don't Breathe"? Um, I think it's a great movie, despite the dark uh, context behind it all. Um, yeah, the the sequel comes out August thirteenth of this year. Um, I'm secretly kind of hoping that it has more of the woke perspective and that we come to find out that Stephen Lang's character is actually a trans woman and then he gets turkey bastered. Oh, he's been turkey basting himself. I'm, I wanted to make a child myself and he doesn't understand how trans work. So he's just, been, he just comes he's to his putting, own butt. He's been just putting cum into himself this, this entire time. And he doesn't understand. <laughs> Men can make children too. <laughs> It's just, it's just him and Caitlyn Jenner shooting cum into themselves. Oh man, that would be good. I would like that. I think I really would. That's a powerful, it's a powerful movie. So the moment he reveals that he's trans, he's they they call him like Mister, and he's like, "Don't call me Mister." 
It's, it's a real upsetting scene, kind of like that scene in GameStop. You call me ma'am murderer. <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, uh, thank you for hey. joining us today. What What are your final thoughts on Don't Breathe? Well, I didn't watch it, but yeah. I did thoroughly. I got the, the entire gist of the movie uh, from your guys' description. And That's I, good. I That's feel good. like I was there, and I feel like... Um, Give us your final thoughts on the basement down here. Uh, on the basement? <laughs> yes. Uh, could uh, Ashley's right. He could use more turkey basters. Uh. I don't think we focus too much on <laughs> what we can do in this basement, what the potential of this basement has as far as inseminating people, unwilling people, okay. cooking devices. Jeremy, would you like to come over and be inseminated by me? Hmm. Look, I just make it up every Bro, week, just like brother. I never really saw it 9 to 5. So. <laughs> I, I dig it. Uh, Ashley, where can people find you at, love? Uh, you can always find me on social media at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can see me in person for the Hannah's Basement show on Friday, May 28th. Ooh, May 28th. Check her out. Uh, you can catch all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K. Comedy with a C. Uh, you can go to Magooby's Joke House on the 30th, right before Memorial Day. You're off Monday. Come out Sunday night and see The Final Rose, the murder mystery with me, the great Justin Schlegel, Rob Mayer, Joe Robinson, Tommy Simbazo, and the rest of the Die Laughing Productions crew. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, also, check out our merch plays at the Quality Time Brothers in Emporium. Jeremy, take us out. If you want my body and my turkey base to come on, baby, let me know. Yeah.
Oh.